Welcome to How to Catholic with Kevin and Lisa Cotter, a podcast dedicated to helping you practically live your Catholic faith with excellence. Here on the How to Catholic podcast, we are constantly telling you to be saints. Yet somehow we've never done an episode on the saints. Until now. So who are these halo-wearing men and women of every time and place? What does it mean to have a devotion to them? And why should we have one in the first place? On today's episode, we share five ways to bond with the saints. Because if we want to be like the saints, they're the ones who can teach us how to do it. Along the way, we'll share a prayer hack that will help you decrease distractions, and we'll invite you to be a part of next week's special episode. Let's get started. Well, friends, 13 years ago, Kevin and I became parents. It's true. Which means we are now parents of a teenager. My goodness. Yeah. What have we done? What have we done? (laughs) It's not like. What have we done 13 years ago? (laughs) We got married. We did get married. We had a child. We had a child. (laughs) But this is what the result, this is what happens over time. You have a teenager. You get a teenager. Yeah. But we got a really good teenager. I'm not at all worried. No. Not to brag, but we got really lucky. Yeah. So far, so good. So far, so (laughs) good. We're two days in and we are crushing this parent as a teenager thing. Going great. Parent as a teenager, parent of a teenager. That's important. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. So, hey, everybody, if you are a um, longtime listener of How to Catholic, you know that our next episode is episode 10, which means we're doing a question answer episode. You've got Q's and we've got A's. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully you have Q's. So, and hopefully we have A's. Mm-hmm. So, if you would do us a favor, we would love to answer your question on the podcast next episode. So, you can email us. Hello at made to magnify.com. You can catch us on Twitter or Instagram at Kevin R. Cotter, at Lisa Ann Cotter, and with no E. I feel like maybe can I stop saying that one day? And I don't with know. No E. I don't know. I don't think so. Oh, maybe not. But send us your questions. Yeah, well, there can be really any questions about us or topics we've talked about or, yeah, just it's ask, ask away. me anything. It's great. We love questions, so just ask them. Just be like, I'm going to do that. I had that question. Like right now, as a listener, there's a question in your head. Like, I just need to ask that. So you just need to go online and email or get on social media and just do it. Because the more questions, the better. I'm just telling you right now, questions are great. We love to get them. Yes. This has been probably one of my favorite things we've done. We've done this every season. So looking forward to your questions, and you can look forward to next episode when we answer them Mm -hmm. but for today we are talking about the saints yeah how have we not talked about the saints yet i don't know we've said that a lot this season (laughs) i know how have we not talked about blank yet but here we are the catholic church is just so vast and enormous and big that you Mm -hmm. could never run out of topics really yeah so the saints, capital s saints today that's right those who are canonized so as we do, Kevin, <laughs> give us some vision for this topic. I just like the voice change. Saints. Saints is a pretty much a Catholic thing. Like You have saints in Eastern, Eastern Orthodox and some Anglicans. Sometimes 
I'm trying to think like Luther. There's like a couple Protestants where like Protestants uh, denominations that will have like St. Mark's Lutheran Church or mm-hmm. maybe even Methodist, like St. Andrew's Methodist, I feel like is a mm-hmm. thing. But mm-hmm. they're they're mostly Catholic thing. Least, Obviously the Catholic origin. We we kinda like everything's Catholic origin. Yeah. Not not everything. Good things. All truth is Catholic origin. <laughs> And I think the same thing is for saints. And, and the concept, in some ways, is, is simple and straightforward. I mean, um, I love the line by, I believe it's uh, Augustine or Aquinas. I get those two mixed up. Go figure. But one of them said, uh, you know, Jesus became man so that man could become God. And, like, that's our goal is to become like Jesus. But the problem is we're not Jesus. We're not God. And so we need some help. We need some help from mere mortals that can show us what it looks like to be like Jesus. And so even from the New Testament, we see St. Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Jesus. So in 1 Corinthians, he's writing to the church of Corinth, and he's like, do you want to know how to be like Jesus? Like you should, imi- you, should, you should actually think about me and try to live like me so that you can be like Jesus. And so from the very beginning, there's a sense of, the people in our lives are examples and models, and, and this goes for the saints. So many of them we can point to and say, oh my gosh, that one, he can help me or she can help me be like Jesus. Yeah, although I, a true saint would not tell people that outside of maybe Saint but Peter or Paul. <laughs> St. Paul. St. Paul, because then they would be lacking in humility. I mean, imagine if I said to you, Kevin, just be like me. Oh, no, no, I actually disagree with you. This is really fun. False I think humility? No, no, because I think, I think that's a part of discipleship with others. Like we should always be pointing to Jesus, right? Like he's the one, but like we should invite people in our lives and say like, you know, hopefully my, my life is worth imitating. Like there's, hopefully there's things, things I do on this show all the time, right? Right. Like we're sharing our lives and examples from our lives. I I get, I get your point. Like it sounds prideful. Yeah. I, it sounds prideful to be like, Hey everyone, imitate me. But I think in a, another sense, like, as we become serious disciples of Jesus, we we should be able to invite people in our lives and be like, I'm worth imitating. Mm-hmm. Even like, with all my flaws and mistakes and all those things, but, like, because people need people in their lives to show them what it's like to be like Jesus. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why we have the saints. That's why we have the saints. They show us how to imitate Jesus. Mm-hmm. And basically, to be a saint... What that means is that the church has said, we've examined this person's life through and through. Yep. And we believe that their life is a good example of what it means to seek holiness. And therefore, we declare that they're in heaven. Mm-hmm. Like, or I don't like, we can say with certainty, I don't know. <laughs> it sounds so weird because, like, we can't know for sure, sure, mm. right? But, but the church can examine their life enough and say, like, yes, we believe this person is in heaven, and this is a person whose life that's worth following. Yeah, absolutely. So, so that's our show today. That's we, our show. We need to imitate some people so we can be like Jesus. Yes. So we want to be close to the saints. So what we have for you today is five ways to bond with the saints. Because sometimes we can look at them and think, well, they're just these far-off people who lived in locations not near me and times not near me and... They were perfect, and how do I relate to that? Mm-hmm. 
But the reality is, is there's a lot that we can relate to with their lives because they were human. Yeah. Or maybe you're like, I love saints, but we can give you even more reasons and ways to like get closer to them. It's like, oh, I hadn't thought about that. Like, I love the saint, but I didn't realize I could do this. Or I could do that. Like, I think there's just, even as we're brainstorming, it's like, oh, yeah, like this is how we can encounter the saints at a deeper level. So a little bit for everybody. There it is. Okay, so we're going to start off with number one. Number one. Which is find someone who's like you. That's right. Go ahead, Kevin. Tell us about that. Oh, great. So I think it's really important that, um, you know, if we want to imitate someone else, a lot of times um, they're going to be like us. Like we're going to find things that we, they connect with. So they could... Um, you know, be people who were evangelists and we love to evangelize or they were a nurse and we're a nurse, you know, or they were a father or a mother or a priest, like, or they had similar charisms or certain personalities to us. I think those stories are so important to find, to imitate that. And we'll talk about that in a little bit, but I think trying to find those people who you can relate to is so good because sometimes with the saints, they feel so far off and like up there, like I could never be like that. But as we read their stories and we start to see their lives be near our lives, we're like, oh, I see, like, they weren't always perfect or they messed up in this way. I mean, for someone like um, St. Augustine to know, oh, wow, he's really struggled with chastity. Oh, I didn't know saints did that. Like, I thought that was just a me thing, but, like, saints don't struggle with chastity. It's like, oh, no, St. Augustine did. Like, you can read his story. You can see how he processed through that and how long it took him to get through that, but then how he got to the other side. And you're like, oh, wow, like... There's actually hope for me. So I just think finding those connections is huge. Yeah, I always think of saints that are moms. Like, those are my favorite saints because that's what I am. And so it makes sense that I can relate to them more when I can picture Zelie Martin raising Therese or when I can picture Gianna Mola doing her mission as mother, first and foremost, but also as a doctor. I'm not a doctor, but, like, I have a mission as a mother, and I also have a mission to mother the world in a unique way Yeah, outside of physical motherhood and so i think yeah when we want to get closer with them one of the easiest ways to start is just finding people who who you have a connection with a natural Mm -hmm. connection with already yeah so i think that's like something to be on the lookout for and there's lots of ways to do that you could probably share a couple of those ways yeah well i mean i think some of the places to look for those things to try to figure out like okay well where are these saints i don't know i'm not married or i'm not a mom so i can't like look for the obvious things well how do i find saints that are like me well, you can start by just getting to know the saints in small ways. So grabbing a saint of the day book. There's there's a million of them. The most popular one is Butler's Lives of the Saints. So it's Father Butler. That's the oh, one I that, never knew as a priest. Yeah, wow. Father Butler. So reading his every day and just discovering those saints that way. You might be reading and one day you're going, oh, I didn't realize there was a patron saint of this or this story really connects with me. I want to learn more about this saint. You can also find out more about the saints in small ways from daily emails. I know franciscanmedia.org sends out an email of the saint of the day. Um, there's a podcast about saints. It's called The Saint Cast by a man named Dr. Paul Camarada. And um, so we know his daughter um, from our Camp Tekawitha days. And he's an interesting man. So he used to work in radio. So his voice is very smooth and it's very like smooth jazz you're like yeah you belong on the radio you belong on this but he's a neurosurgeon like i don't know how he made that jump <laughs> from <laughs> working in communications to neurosurgeon but he did but he still uses his his background in media so he no longer is doing them but there's like 150 episodes and 
tons of episodes on different saints. And he yep. he does other things too in the episode. It's not just on the saint, but you always get a really great saint story in there. Um, and then, like I said, looking up patron saints is a great way to figure out if there are saints who are like you that you can learn more about. Mm-hmm. And then if you really just can't come up with anything, you can just go to saints name generator. Oh yeah. A, dot com and click a button and a saint will find you via the internet. That's so right. Thank you to Jennifer Fulweiler. She made that years ago and people use it all the time for if they're starting a new project and they're like, we need a patron saint. We're like, well, let's just let them choose us. Yeah click of a button that's good and you like can have that saint for a whole year and like l- learn about them and or for the duration more. of a project or yeah. whatever totally. it is so um did you mention franciscan media the saint of the day via email i did yes oh nice okay that's always great because for me it's like oh i'll forget and it's like every day you just get it and you just read it that's how i function in life not everybody does kevin were you not listening apparently to me? wasn't well because i was looking up the c.s lewis quote so here's this quote from c.s lewis he says <laughs> About I'm the laughing saints. because usually it's me who's like spaced out. Go ahead. About the saints. Because I think this is cool to know all the different saints. When you know their stories, you realize how different they were. So C.S. Lewis says this. He says, how monstrosity alike are all the great tyrants and conquerors have been. And how gloriously different are the saints. And like there's just so many mm. saints in so many different ways. And so, yeah, it can be so many times it's like, oh, I can't be holy or there's no one like me. But when you really look, I think you can find a saint that, that is like you, and it's worth searching for. Because when you do, I think it's it's just gold, because you can keep going back to their life and be like, yeah, just like me, you know? And it's not going to be a perfect match. There's just those elements. We all need that relationship and, and that feeling of, like, they can do it, and so can I. Which I think is a great segue into our next way to bond with the saints. So let's say you found a saint, okay? So you've got someone who's like you. Now, the second thing that you need to do is know their story. Mm-hmm. Not just like a surfacey level, but like really know their story. Yeah, because before like you're identifying the saint, you're kind of getting the overview of them. But then you want to, step two is kind of like the second way is to bond with them is like really get into their story, like really read it. And um, I have expressed a few times on this podcast my love of story, just the concept of story, the power of story. And you, typically when I talk on that, um, I give an example of our son Paul when he was little just to help us understand that power of stories. Uh, Alistair McIntyre says that humans are storytelling animals. Like that's what differentiates us from animals is we can tell stories. And uh, we're really programmed this way. And I found that this out very clearly. Our son Paul was two or three and we're reading through the children's Bible and and Mary Claire was probably five at the time. And she pointed to a picture of St. Paul in the Bible. And she's like, what's going on in this picture, dad? It's like, oh, St. Paul, like he's telling people, he's trying to break things down for little kids. Like, oh, he's telling people about Jesus. And they're like, oh. And and Mary Claire, you know, is like, oh, isn't that who you named Paul after? And I was like, "Uh uh-huh. And then then we turn the page and the next page is is like the martyrdom of St. Paul. And it's like a very, um, it's like an old school Bible with old school pictures. So St. Paul's getting beheaded. And there's no like blood gushing out, but like he's kneeling down about to get his head chopped off. There's clearly like a sword ready to chop off his head, you know? And um, it was held right at his neck. Yeah, at, at his neck. And Mary Claire's like, what's happening in this picture? And you're like, well, the people he told about Jesus got mad at him and they decided to kill him. And they did that by beheading him, which means that they cut off his head. And, um, and, and, and Mary Claire's like, oh, she's like, well, aren't, aren't we missionaries? I was like, mm-hmm. She's like, and don't, don't we tell people about Jesus? And I was like, uh-huh. She's like, 
are they going to come and get us too? And like, there's just the power of story that when you tell stories and you place yourself in that story to realize the effect it have, has on you. And I think kids are such great uh, ex- experiments or examples because they just say how they're feeling and thinking. And adults don't always do that. I think stories affect us just as much, but just to see my kids like really buy into that and realize how much like quickly that logic happens from I'm like that person and what happened to them will also happen to me. So um, the fun end of the story is that night, you know, this was earlier in the night and that night I came up to put Paul into bed and you know, he's two and a half, three years old. And I come to his, to his bed and he's kneeling at his bedside and I said, hey buddy, like what's going on? And I look, it's a little bit dark and he has a sword on his neck. And I said, what, what are you doing? He goes, I'm just getting beheaded. <laughs> And that's that's the power of story. Like when you tell stories, when you place yourself in stories, you have those things happen to you. And um, you know, whether it, I think a lot of our lives are the stories that we put in to ourselves. And that could be a movie that we watch, that could be a sitcom that we follow, that could be the life of a saint. And we need to choose like what stories are we putting into our lives. And some of the best stories, obviously, if we're trying to be saints, if we're trying to grow in holiness are the stories of, of, of the saints and to really take the time to, to own that and to dive in and to find out those details and, and how their lives uh, worked and, and, and ways to do that. So um, obviously as you get kind of that, that first way and get that cursory understanding of that saint, find, find a really good book uh, about that saint. Um, find you know a great podcast about that saint. Really try to get it from multiple angles. I know um, one fun example is Gretchen Rubin. She's a completely secular writer. But her spirituality that she says is all Saint Therese. She does, I think she's agnostic. I don't know if she says like whether I believe in God or not. But she's read like 18 books on Saint Therese because she just loves Saint Therese. And that that hits me deep because I'm like, if this secular person who's agnostic can read 18 books about Saint Therese, like I'm actually trying to become a saint. Like, have I read 18 books about my favorite saint? And that's that's an extreme and that's she's an kind of extreme person, but like it just really like goads me on to really dive in deeper and uh, find those stories and those saints that I relate to and then just really study dive them. in. Yeah. yeah. Well, study their lives and also study their works. A lot of the saints were writers themselves. Mm-hmm. They have spiritual works or they have practical books or whatever. They have writings themselves. And so that's another great way to get to know their story too is to read what they wrote. Um, some of them even have like their own autobiographies or a biographer who wrote about them. Yeah. JB too. There's one that could crush you if you tried to read everything about him. Woo. <laughs> There's a million books on or him. everything he wrote. Everything he wrote. Ooh. Yeah, that would take a lifetime. But hey, if you love JB too, let us know how it goes. Yeah. And my recommendation for JB two is Jason Everett's book on five loves. It's really accessible, really good. Mm-hmm. Lots of people I talked to are like, that totally shaped me. Like it changed me. Like his story convicted me, you know? And that's what good stories do. Mm-hmm. You want to get beheaded. You want to get beheaded. Yes. And if you don't know their story or like their books, um, message me on Instagram and I can send you. I We know a lot of saint books, not mm-hmm. a ton. But, but if you're like, is there a book on this person? I might know if there we is. We know a lot, but not a ton. Those seem pretty <laughs> close. We know lots and lots of stories, but not a ton. Okay, we know a good amount. I've made it part of my life's work. So I do know <laughs> quite a bit of... Yeah, so if you have a, a saint and you're like, is there a book on them? Message me, and I will let you know if there is one or not, if I if I know of one. You can imitate Lisa. She imitates Jesus. <laughs> okay. It's time. It's time for the hack. 
It's time for the hack. <laughs> Catholic hack. There we go. See, we don't need a recording. We just need you. That uh, felt, made me feel so good inside. Okay. Good for you. Oh, children waving at the window. So far, I've had a 10-year-old boy without a shirt walk by, <laughs> and now a 5-year-old girl with their nose up against the window. It's been fantastic. There's been somebody else behind me inside the house. These are all just things I see outside the house. Yeah, he was trying to ask if he could open up the baby gate and install it. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy. Not yet. <laughs> Our son is crawling, so watch out. But be clear, the older son said he wanted to install the baby gate, not... Not the seven-month-old. Not the seven-month-old. No. In case anyone was confused at I'm home. I'm sure they were. Time for the Catholic hack. Okay, <laughs> Catholic hack this week is very simple one. And that is to pray with a notepad. Now, this is not a prayer journal. Okay, that's your notebook. This is a notepad, like a sticky note or something. The purpose Completely of this... Completely different <laughs> writing surface. It'll change your life. No. If you can pull Stop off... It. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> the purpose of the notepad is for distractions. So a lot of times when I sit down to pray, I think of 17 things I'm supposed to do. And that's just the devil trying to distract me. But if I have a sticky notepad next to me, and then I just write it down, call this person, pay this bill, ask so-and-so about such and such, whatever it is. And then I know I'm not going to forget it. And I tell myself, okay, move on. It's written down. You're not going to forget it. So it's just one simple little prayer hack that's helped me to be able to focus better when I pray. So it didn't have to be a notepad. It could be really any writing it surface. Could be, you could, yes. It could be a piece of paper. It could be a journal. It could be a chalkboard. It could be... I, I Like your planner, maybe, if you use a planner. I, so many ways. I it's really it's the idea. It's the hack. It's not the surface. I wouldn't put your to-dos in your journal. I'm more just poking fun at you than really anything. It's a great mm -hmm. idea. I like the hack because you do need to get things off your mind. I just wanted to kind of, yeah, just kind of poke take, at you because it's like turn. it's a notepad wow. <laughs> very different it's not a journal it's a notepad <laughs> listen it's going to change your life it will it will change it's your good. life it can absolutely the technique can all right in our liturgical lowdown <laughs> liturgical lowdown <laughs> <laughs> that was wow. the first i had never done that before no nor nor had you thought of it till that moment nor would you might want me to do it again okay you need to stop because we gotta get through this episode <laughs> Liturgical lowdown. July 14th is the memorial of St. Kateri Tekawitha. This is an important one to us because we were at her canonization, which sounds glamorous, but really you just stand in the hot sun for hours and then you don't get communion because they run out and you have to go to mass later. Um, but it was a grace to be there for sure. Definitely a grace. And Tekawitha is where we met at Camp Tekawitha. So she's a very important saint to us. So Kateri Tekawitha, she's the first Native American saint. She was born to an Algonquin um, mother, and her father was a Mohawk. So he actually captured her mother, um, you know, so that's special. Um, Did you say we? <laughs> we? He said, he. We. Oh, he. Okay, I thought. He. I heard we. I was like, we did? No. And then at the age of four, she contracted smallpox and was scarred as a result of the smallpox. But even worse than that, her whole family died because of the smallpox. So she was left orphaned and alone. And then at the age of 19, she converted to Catholicism through some missionaries. And she led a very devout and holy life. And because of that, and because she consecrated herself to be a virgin for life, and she wanted to be a bride of Christ, she was really ostracized by her community. And so... Um, she had a lot of suffering through that. She died at the age of 24 
And the miracle of her life is that after her death, the scars from her smallpox disappeared. And so she, she's an amazing saint, lived a very holy life, um, just a beautiful example of giving yourself totally to Jesus, even in circumstances where it's not easy. So some ways to celebrate her feast day, I will link to a litany to Kateri Takawitha. There are lots of great books because she's a newer saint. There is just a ton out there on her, especially for kids. Anytime there's a new saint that's recently been canonized, there's there's all kinds of stuff that comes out for them. Um, there's an audio story on her that I will link to from Holy Heroes. And there is an episode on the Saint Cast. If you want to give that your first listen, July 14th, it's episode 16. You can listen to the story of Saint Kateri Tekawitha. And uh, last thing you could do with the f- with your kids, a couple things actually, would be Kateri, because she didn't have a fancy crucifix, she would just take two sticks and some like, I don't know, some long grass or something and tie them together and make herself a cross so she could have a cross with her. So that's a fun, simple things you can do with your kids is go out and find a couple sticks and get some long blades of grass and create a cross. And it's a great day food-wise to eat any kind of Native American cuisine to celebrate Kateri Tekawitha. So um, I'll put a link in the show notes too to all the Kateri products that we have on my favorite things on Amazon page which include there's a shining light doll of Kateri, there's a tiny saint of Kateri, there's even a prayer pillowcase of Kateri. You can get a pillowcase with Kateri and a prayer on it for your kids or yourself if you really like Kateri. So lots of options, lots of ways to celebrate Saint Kateri Tekawitha. Awesome. Number three. Number three, here we go. Pray through their intercession. So we're talking about ways to bond with saints. That's right. So we've talked about identifying a saint that's like you, then their story, all right, how do we actually intercede? And so first off, it's understanding what this does not mean. Saints are not answering prayers. Saints don't have any power on their own. Saints point to Jesus. So like example would be the moon. The moon doesn't have any light on its own. The sun shines against the moon and the moon reflects that light. That's the same thing with the saints, the same thing with, with Mary. And so we're asking these saints, because they're close to God, because they're holy, to intercede for us and to pray for us, just like on earth. Like, if you're going to ask someone on earth to pray for you, usually you find the holiest person you know. It's like, oh, they're close to God. Like, they have a really good prayer life. All right, that's the same thing with the saints. Like, they're in heaven with Jesus. Like, we can't pick anyone closer to God. And so that's why they're great intercessors. Um, And there's some awesome ways to do this, to ask for their intercession. Um, There's litanies, novenas, chaplets, um, even praying the prayers that they wrote. And uh, that's where I think as you dive into a saint's life and story, and then you're like, oh, I love St. Patrick. Like, does he have any prayers? And he does. He has awesome prayers. And it's like, wow, like, I'm starting to understand him even more. And you feel closer to him and also have his intercession and, and pray for things and, yeah, offer things up. I think it's a great, great habit. If you lose something, St. Anthony, you know. Um, right. Pray, Tony, yeah. Tony, look around. Yeah. If you need a boyfriend, you pray to St. Anne. And and find me a man. That's a, <laughs> that's a real traditional prayer right there. If you've not heard it before, <laughs> so I think intercession is just a great way. And um, it's that it's that daily connection too of like, all right, I'm walking with you. I'm trying to imitate you, and I'm also going to ask you to to help me. It's really good. Mm-hmm. And number four to way the fourth way to bond with the saints is to find their sacramentals, obtain their sacramentals. These are things like holy cards, holy medals, statues. If you're really cool relics, if you can find a relic of this saint, even if it's a third class, something that, that touched them, 
Or if you're really cool, candles from the grocery store aisle. That's another sacramental. <laughs> the Holy Santos. Yes. I remember when we moved to Denver, this was not something that we saw in Kansas City, but we were in a certain ethnic aisle and there were all these candles like St. Jude and stuff. I'm like, Denver's the coolest. So sacramentals, what are they? Why do we do this? Well, the catechism explains it this way. Sacramentals are signs, are sacred signs instituted by the church. Sacramentals do not confer the grace of the Holy Spirit in the way that the sacraments do, but by the church's prayer, they prepare us to receive grace and dispose us to cooperate with it. So having these holy reminders around are just that. They're reminders. They prepare us to be able to receive the grace that God wants to give us through the sacraments. They're like little sacraments, sacramentals. Um, and it's just a constant reminder when we have them with us, whether that be a saint medal that we wear or a holy card that we keep in our wallets or a statue that we have in our kitchen, whatever it is, it's just a constant reminder that we're not alone in this journey mm -hmm. and that they're praying for us. They're cheering us on and they're giving us example of how to live this life in a holy way. Yeah. It's just our, our prayers, our actions, things that we touch, like all these things remind our senses of that person and their story and like living it out. You know, there's just different ways to really engage living that and again, imitating them. It's just like if your grandma passed away and she had a special blanket she made for you when you were a baby, like you would cherish that, mm. that piece, yeah. that reminder of her. It's the same thing. We can't all have a relic of the saint, but we can maybe have an image of them or something. Yeah, absolutely. Now our last way to bond with the saints this is like taking you to another level, which is a pilgrimage to their site. And this could be, their site could be where they lived. It could be where they're buried. But it's really, I think, a great way to grow closer to them. And one of the ones that sticks out to me is when we went to France and we went to St. Teresa Lisieux's house and um, her convent. And just the idea that like when you step inside someone's house, you're like, this is where holiness happened. Like this is where, you know, you're telling me before, like this is where the story happened. Like this is where, mm -hmm. she, how she wrote about her. Like you go to her backyard and like, this is where she asked her dad when she was 14, she could enter the convent. Like, yep. And then you, you realize like, oh, it's just it's an ordinary house with ordinary people. They became saints. And it just totally changes like how you view those people and how you view yourself. I think it's just a really cool experience. Yeah, I bawled through her house and I'm not a big crier. But yeah. I'm just like walking those stairs that she pictured. If you know Teresa's story, she tells a story of coming down the stairs on Christmas morning and this powerful encounter that she has. And you're like, mm -hmm. those are the stairs. Like, yeah. what? Like, that's the corner she rounded. And that's where she stood and overheard her dad talking about what was upsetting her. You know, it just, it's unbelievable to, to be there. And the grace that comes from being in that holy place mm -hmm. just really is a next level um, opportunity. Yeah. And in, in even seeing where they're buried and like, just, just again, that, that saints are real. I think that's like, if I could give like a big thought for the whole, whole episode that sounds very simple, but is very true and very meaningful is when you make a saint real in your life, when you realize that holiness is obtainable and actually something that you can pull off that people do. So that's when you see their house or you see, you know, even their, their body, you're like, Oh, people did this. They lived this. And how can I do that as well? And, um, that's where engaging in the saint's story and all things we're talking about can really help you do that. It's uh, ways that we can bond with them so that we can uh, learn how to be like Jesus. Mm -hmm. 
And with our more modern scenes, too, you can get creative. Like, you don't have to go to Calcutta to visit a place where Mother Teresa was. Mm, yeah. You don't have to go to Italy, to the Vatican, to be at a place where Pope St. John Paul II was. I mean, yeah. he was here in Denver, and there's a, hi- uh, a hike that we can hike in the mountains that he hiked. Mm-hmm. And a chapel that he's been to that we can go to. Yeah. I mean, ours is a cathedral. Every time I go to our cathedral, I'm like, JP2 is here. Like, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. So do some digging. Don't don't just despair and think, well, I can't go to another continent. Well, maybe if it's a new saint, maybe they were here somewhere. Find out. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, that's our episode for today, with the exception to the how-to challenge, which you need. Nailed it. Our how-to challenge is to pick a new saint to learn about. Yep. Just dive deeply into one saint. Find somebody who you can identify with and dive into their life more deeply using these these five ways of getting to know them better. Yeah, and I just go through those ways, like find the saint, dive into their story, uh, start to intercede, find some sacramentals, and you're like, well, I couldn't go on a pilgrimage. Like, well, take a look at their house. Like, take a look at where they're buried. Like, you can go on a virtual pilgrimage. Like, there's so much technology to get you close to them. Like, don't stop, you know? Find a book mm-hmm. that has images and pictures and all those things. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that was our show for today. Thanks for listening in. Don't forget about our Q&A episode. We'd love to hear from you. Please ask us some questions. And again, if you want to connect with us, you want to ask us questions, our email is hello at madetomagnify.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Kevin R. Cotter or Lisa Ann Cotter and with no E. As always, if you enjoy the show, please give it a rating on iTunes, add it to your podcast subscriptions, and tell a friend. This helps us get out the word about how to Catholic. Until next week, be saints. It's worth it.